go on. Sorry. Just wanted to get that out there so people don't think you're a complete ass about it. So just a not. customary request as normal on a podcast. Um, will you marry me? You know, I really thought this would be the first episode. <laughs> With Daniel not on the show, I really thought this would be the first episode where we get through. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very unique episode of the I May Regret This podcast. I'm your host, Kunal, and at this point, I normally pass it over to my co-host, who has been here every episode with me, Daniel, but, um, Daniel fucking quit the show. Yeah, he fucking just straight up texted me this morning and said, I quit the show. So he's gone and meet his replacement. What's going on, Sid? What up, what up, what up? It's your boy. Um, <laughs> we all good, Daniel, bro. Daniel, we need you back, bro. We need you back ASAP. Hey, nah, now. <laughs> nah, Daniel didn't quit. Daniel just, uh, he's on a little vacation this weekend. And I figured instead of rushing um, a podcast in with him, why don't we get... For the third time on the show, our trusted brethren, Sid the Kid, 4213, for a nice little, uh, nice, I said, I think you can make it as a good substitute co-host, right? Don't, Do you, don't ever call me a substitute brethren, I'm sorry, man. you insect. I'm sorry, man. I never called, I called you a substitute co-host, not a substitute brethren. I think I just like amalgamated both your insults into one. I think you just wanted to call me an insect. I really did. How did you okay. know that? <laughs> because you said it with too much passion. Come on now. Now. <laughs> now, what we are going to be discussing today is something that Sid and I love talking about in our off time. In fact, <laughs> I actually don't even think we'd be friends if we didn't have this topic of conversation because we really don't talk about anything else but sports. We are in a crazy time right now of sports because we have an NBA playoffs right now in a bubble. We have an NFL season right now with no fans and somehow all these players and personnel quarantining. So we figured what better time to talk sports than now where that little, little scared little boy Daniel's here to go, oh, I don't like sports. I don't want to talk about sports. Well, guess what? It's our show now. We do it the way we want to. How about that? Pass me the round circle so I can put it through the goal thing, brother. Oh. Actually, I had a way better joke than that. <laughs> You've never watched sports in your life. Come on, man. And we're doing a sports podcast. How dare you do this to me? You said something about the NFL not having fans. I was going to say mm -hmm. what's new. Yeah. <laughs> you, think, you think that was a better joke, you piece of shit? Huh? <laughs> Whatever, I don't mind. I've got veins popping in my head top, dude. All in good fun, all in good fun, but watch it, fucker, okay? I'm excited. I'm so excited to talk Are you about really? sports today. I really am. Okay, then with that being said, why don't you kick us off? What do you want to open with? Obviously, the NBA. Mm -hmm. And a Stop. specific team, maybe? <laughs> oh my god! I'm going to get right into it. I am uh, going to get right into it. Okay. Am, am I a salty ex? Yes. yes. Okay. So a week back, no, a couple days back, I texted you. I texted yeah. you and I asked you a question. I said, um, if Kawhi and the Clippers lose in the second round, mm -hmm. just like we did, right. does it help our narrative and does it prove that we are a good team without Kawhi? 
And he had answered, oh, absolutely. If the Clippers get bounced in the second round, it's not a good look for the Clippers. It's a great look for the Raptors. Exactly. Because in the whole narrative that the Raptors needed Kawhi is out the window. Because right. right now, the narrative is Kawhi can join any team and in one year, give him a championship the same way they did with Toronto. Completely discounting how hard that is to do in one year. So what I want to say is, after I'd asked you the question a couple of days later, yeah, a game seven was forced and mm-hmm. the Denver Nuggets officially faded the Los Angeles Clippers from playoff contention. After being down 3-1. That's the second time they've done that. That's the only in time it's happened. Playoffs. In That's the same insane. playoffs. In back-to-back rounds, too. That's insane. This is also after Max Kellerman popularly said that I Kawhi like Leonard mm-hmm. is more clutch than Kobe fucking Bryant. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say he was... Right, obviously. But I do think we got a little carried away with how unclutch we're saying Kawhi is. I'm not saying Kawhi is not clutch. I am okay. not saying Kawhi is not clutch. Well, let's let's put this on the record right now for those who don't know, which is everyone, because only you and I have had these conversations internally. Sid and I are divided on how to feel about Kawhi. I personally love him, think that he owed this city nothing. I thought that when he got injured in the playoffs as a Toronto Raptor last year, he had no reason to play. He was forced here. He was never staying, regardless of how the season went. He could have easily said, fuck it, I'm going home next year. Why am I risking my leg for these fucking Canadians that I don't ha- I have no allegiance to whatsoever? But no, he played on a bad leg. He gave it his all in a situation that he didn't want to be in, made the most of it, got us a ring, and at the end of the day, owed the city nothing. Even if he didn't win us a ring, he owed this he owed the city nothing. But he got us a ring, or was a major factor in get us getting us a ring, owed the city nothing, and went home. I am perfectly okay with that, and I've been cheering for him ever since. When I was saying throughout the entire postseason last year that I would cheer for Kawhi even if he left us, that wasn't a lie. I meant it. But you, sir, you lied, okay? And I hate to put you off blast, but you absolutely lied when you said that. Would you care to defend yourself? 100%. Well, you Don't- can't. Moving on. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> It was good. It was good how you fucking pissed me off in a matter of five seconds, dude. Go ahead. Go ahead. Defend yourself, you fucking snake. Listen, dude. Fuck you and your feelings. What? You don't get to leave us. You don't get to leave an organization like the Toronto Raptors. You don't get to leave a team that gave you load management like you had requested. Gave you the help. Helped your legacy. Mm Mm-hmm. You had an opportunity to run it back with us. Right. Right. And I remember him leaving and I texted you the gif. I was like, how come he don't want me, man? Right. You remember you that? Actually. I do. Remember actually that? Remember. I do. I take that kind of shit personally, bro. Like mm-hmm. I value loyalty a lot. You know right. what I mean? I right. get it. I get that you said that, you know, you, you bring up valid points. The guy was never supposed to be here. But at the end of the here. day, I get it. At the end of the day, for me, it's personal because it's like, we showed you how great of an organization we are. How come you just slept on us like that? How because come you just looked at us and said, no, 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 I want to... Like, to me, going home is more important. Just so yeah. instead of playing 82 games at home, which you don't, you don't. You only play 42 games at home anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you really... Uh, like, the guy ended up in Orlando anyway this year for the rest right. of the playoffs. Well, it's not like Ru- you could have seen that coming, but yeah. That's fair. Listen, at the end of the day, I will give you this. I will 100% give you this. Mm-hmm. Um, you're handling this emotionally 
mature. I'm not, and I'm okay with that. At the end okay. of the day, don't sleep on me. Don't sleep right. on my organization. Right. Right? Like, how how come you don't love us like we love us So and, and we loved you? Question. Completely different situation. But should OKC fans feel spite towards Russell Westbrook for wanting out after Paul George got traded? I don't think Russell Westbrook wanted out. I can't confirm that that's what I, happened. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure he did not want to be a part of the team anymore because he had already dealt with KD leaving and made it work afterwards. Then finally he thought he had his second man in Paul George. Or I mean, some would say Paul George was the first man. I would disagree. Paul George is a loser. We'll get into that later. Paul George left. I think officially he had had enough and said, okay, I want out. I'm pretty sure he requested the trade. I might be wrong, but let's just say he wanted out because I think logically speaking, it would make sense if he did. Would OKC fans have a right to feel spite against him for wanting out after all that? So I'm looking up an article. I just kind of wanted to make sure. Okay, that's good, actually. So I typed up, because that does change things. Right. A little bit. Right. Here's, okay, but I do have an answer either way. Okay. So Russell Westbrook, and I'm quoting Bleacher Report here. Okay. Article number 2845296. That's okay. You don't have to do that. Ah, just in case. (laughs) Just in case. We know how we are about quotations, and Mm -hmm. that's not the right word, but sources. (laughs) There we go. Right. Russell Westbrook initially approached the Oklahoma City Thunder about a possible trade following the team's first-round loss in the 2019 postseason. Oh, cool. So you're probably right then. Yeah. I actually, for whatever reason, I did not... I thought it was like, I don't know what happened, but it just felt mutual anyway. So I never questioned it. You know what I, I mean? I was pretty positive that after the Paul George trade, he wanted out. Not in a spiteful way, but he did want out. But the fact that he even approached them after the first round loss all but confirms it. Like He was requesting it potentially or opening the door to that conversation with Paul George there. So then, so wait, what was your on. response? Hold on. There's a quote here. Sure. There's a quote here. Upon signing his extension in September 2017... Five-year extension worth $206.8 million. <laughs> Westbrook Small. stressed his loyalty to OKC. I'm going to ignore yeah. what you said. Uh, in quotes, <laughs> there's nowhere else I would rather be than Oklahoma City. You guys have basically raised me. I've mm-hmm. been here since I was 18, 19 years old. You guys did nothing but great things for me. Through the good and the bad, you guys supported me through it all, and I appreciate it. Definitely when I had the opportunity to be able to be loyal to you guys, that's the number one option. Loyalty is something that I stand by. But the organization headed in a different direction after back-to-back first-round exits. The time has come for the two sides to go their separate ways. So it definitely sounds like it was mutual. Of course, it was. But But even even if Russell Westbrook had forced his way out, let's go with that narrative, okay? Sure. The thing is, I think I would be... I wouldn't... So I didn't blame Kevin Durant, by the way, and that was my hot take. That was that's the worst take ever, in my opinion. But <laughs> I didn't blame Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant put himself in a situation to win. Okay. Did he? Kevin Durant put himself in probably the greatest situation to win. He had won mm-hmm. his MVP, he had won multiple scoring titles. Right. He was cementing himself as one of the NBA greats, but he was missing a ring. Right. And we know that fucking talking heads and analysts always talking about, you know, but the rings, Ernie. And you know what that references to? Shaquille. Shaquille O'Neal. A guy like Shaquille O'Neal is a big boy talking head. I'm not done. Give me one second. Sure, man. So I'm just saying that Kevin Durant put himself in a situation where he needed to win. I can understand that because Oklahoma City at the time was not giving him what he needed. That's. I'm sorry. I have to cut you off. That's wrong. They were up 3-1 on Golden State. You are in position to win. Show up one of the following three games 
and you were in position to go to the finals. And all three games, he failed. Look, I'm an open-minded guy, so I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. Let's go back to Russell Westbrook. Sure. Russell Westbrook never made it out of the first round. Right. And OKC, as an organization, wasn't really making a push. You know what I'm saying? And when you say never made it out of the first round, I'm assuming you say, like, after KD left, right? That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, With a Westbrook-led team. Now, I don't know what Westbrook was asking for in the background. I wonder if Westbrook was just too loyal and he didn't say anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But the way I look at it when comparing that two situations, I'm like, well, Toronto gave you what you needed. We gave you load management. We gave you a great team. We traded our guy for you, our fucking dude, and we put an extra ring on your finger. Right. We got you Marcus All because you didn't like JV. There were reports of that. There were reports mid-year, and I can pull those up, that Kawhi Leonard did not like Jonas Valanciunas. Okay. We got rid of JV and got Marcus All. We got you that ring. We did all this for you, and you just bounce. But you still haven't answered my question. Which is? How would you feel if OKC fans felt spite towards West- Westbrook leaving? Whether he forced his way out or it was mutual, although I'm pretty positive. It sounds like it was mutual. I don't think they got mad because for whatever reason... He right. gave the impression, and I have to agree with it, that he put his heart and soul into that OKC franchise. I think the triple-doubles helped his situation. Agreed. 100% so, agreed. So as a fan, you can't really hate... Oh, I see the point you're trying to get Someone at. who gave their all. I see the point you're trying to get at. Right. I see the point. But it's different. I guess... It's, I would say it's different in the sense that what Kawhi gave, not to the city of Toronto, obviously, because what Russell Westbrook has given to the actual community far surpasses what Kawhi gave to Toronto because obviously Westbrook has been there for longer, giving him more time to make more of an impact on the city. But I'm saying when you're talking about strictly what a player gives to the city with their on-court performance, Kawhi gave more to Toronto. Undoubtedly, he got a ring than what Russell Westbrook brought to OKC, which is no ring and a bunch of first-round exits. But OKC fans saw how much Westbrook gave in order to try to get them a ring. And for that, you and I are on the same page that it makes sense that they shouldn't feel spite towards him. I think it would be very inappropriate for them to feel spite towards him. That I'll is why this. I'm on the same page on that front of Kawhi gave everything in one year when he didn't even want to be here. That's even more of an impact or more of a sacrifice, I would say. He didn't even want to be here. He got hurt. He could have just stopped playing and said, I'm saving myself for a year I actually care about for a city I care about. He didn't. He played through it. I have to agree with you. Wow. I, ha- I have to agree with you. However, I maintain my emotion that I wish you wanted us the way we <laughs> And that's fair. Him. And that's completely fair. That is a fair emotion. I will never, ever fault for so- someone for having that emotion. As long as we're not clowning him, because I don't think we deserve no, to be Oh, no, no. Like, at the end of the day, if I'm ever clowning him, it's because I'm a salty ex. You know what right. I mean? Like, I just want to know that he's not doing better than us. Okay. Which is, at the end of the day, like, by all means, do better than us. But But he didn't. <laughs> And I feel good about that. Is that fair? That's fair. I think we hit a major breakthrough there. I think we hit a major breakthrough there with this talk, with that talking point. I think I've I've always agreed with you. I've always agreed with you, but a lot of why I watch sports is because I enjoy the narratives, right? I enjoy Uh the emotional aspect of sports. Like a lot of people have TV they can watch. Like this for me is something I I just love, right? It's a never ending movie. That's right. That's, that's the best way to put it. I love the narratives. I love the stories that are told, right? And yeah. in this particular situation, it's a it's an ex that I wanted to stick around with me, and you know, yeah, he left. Okay, so that's fair. I I think uh, I think we have closed the door to that once and for all. It just took coming on the podcast. So let me say this on a side note, because sure. we brought up Westbrook, 
Yes. You know why I love Westbrook, right? And you know yes. why I want to see him with a ring? I've always associated myself with Westbrook. Right. The passion, emotion, the mistakes he makes. You know what I mean? It's just I want him to get his shit together. And I was extremely sad about the Rockets. Not because. Okay. How about it was complicated. We'll talk about the Rockets now, I guess, by force of hand. Uh, and if we don't need to or don't want to, please just stop me and do another topic. We won't harp on the Rockets, but we can we can discuss them. All I'm saying is I wanted to laugh a lot at the Rockets, but not <laughs> at the expense of Westbrook. Right, which unfortunately all of the NBA community did at the expense of Westbrook. <laughs> right. And to be fair, and to yeah. hold Westbrook accountable, he played like ass. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Now he was coming off an injury, sure. Right, right. But this guy's getting paid a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right? And okay, and sorry. Houston traded away their fucking entire future for this. (laughs) It's true. So to see them and the Clippers, let's not forget the Clippers did the same thing. That's crazy. Fucking George. Yep. Oh my God, that guy's hot garbage. He's so bad. He's so bad, dude. What makes him so hateable is the shit he talks. So, like, exactly. That is the only reason I'm this passionately against Paul George. Not only because he was a huge reason that my boy Kawhi couldn't do his thing in LA, but because he just doesn't stop talking. He always literally like that Reddit thread you're looking at. He always says the wrong thing when the mic is in front of him. When the mic is in front of him, he always knows what, what he shouldn't say. And he says it. (laughs) That's what I don't get. And that's what I dislike about this guy. Okay. Here's what I'm saying, though. We know of a great player in the NBA, the greatest of all time. Michael Jordan. The absolute biggest shit talker of all time. Mm -hmm. Would we respect Paul George more if he backed up his trash talking? 1,000%. Me, at least, yes. And that's why I love Michael Jordan. Talked so much shit. And every time you thought you had him, he backed it up. Close his eyes and hit a free throw if he wanted to back it up. Turn it on for a game and hit five threes in the first quarter for no fucking reason to back it up. Like, created bullshit in his head against a small team and a small player to go out there and back it up. And then he took that personal. And then he took it personal. If Paul George could do that, that'd be great. But what does Paul George do? He takes it personal, talks shit, and then goes two for 22 and calls it a series. I can't respect that. If he backed it up, fuck yeah, that would be awesome. Like that, having that mentality and having the ability to do that, like what Kobe did, what MJ did, that's so fucking respectable. But he just never, ever does when it matters. He'll do it in the regular season. And last year with OKC, he was in contention for regular season MVP. But then the playoff comes around and playoff P shows up and it all goes out the window. So yeah, absolutely. I would respect him more if he did. He hasn't up till now. I feel the same way. I'm glad we're on the same page. Okay. Now, what do you want to? What do you want to ask? I'm wondering if you have any questions for me about the NFL. Do you have any whatsoever? Because I'm prepared to talk NFL if we have to talk NFL. I am able to talk NFL. Okay. Um, because I know you, you're not. Can you pause so I can take a leak and grab a beer? Absolutely.
Actually, before we shift gears to the NFL, I completely forgot one last thing we had to discuss, NBA-related. And I'm saying one last thing because it's the last thing on my list, but if you have more, we can definitely discuss more NBA because I know you like the NBA more. That is, we didn't talk about the disappointing end to the season of the Toronto Raptors. And I don't want to talk about well, it. But I was going like to ask that. I was going to ask that. We must. I feel like we must. I, I was going to ask that near the end. I was going to say, hey, well, differently. I was going to ask, are we part of the Raptors? Okay. So, But the other I thing start? I wanted to say, too, yeah. is I want to do a brief mm-hmm. uh, opinion piece, you and me, okay. for people listening. Because it's, it's quarantine, right? And people want stuff to do. Yes. Um, what is our advice for people that want to get into sports? Huh. I thought that'd be good. Um, where would you start with that? Because what I would say is is probably a pretty generic answer, only because this is never something I very seriously pursued. So my answer would be like simple about dietary changes, going out and working out. If you want to play the NFL, for example. No, no, no. Sorry, getting into like being a sports fan. Oh, okay. So that's actually. <laughs> great that you say that because in my introduction i was also going to think of just a note to people who don't really watch sports to listen to this because literally for that huh i have a one-liner for that let's hear it listen if you like the fucking bachelorette Mm. the Mm -hmm. nba drama is like that times a thousand it's true it's very true and and so what i would say is even if you're not crazy into sports the reason i would still take a listen into stuff like this is because once you find your connection with it doesn't have to be the nba it doesn't have to be a player a team a friend whatever it is whatever Whatever. in whatever sport it changes everything like so many things and it's not just the small things you would think change like it's not like oh i'm just thinking about my favorite team oh i'm just thinking about my favorite player like when you're in school you're studying for a test you might draw a comparison to your favorite player or say oh how would he react in this situation and i was gonna say i think we should each both talk a little bit about why we got into sports like when that moment was okay cool i i I like that so uh, i'll start so let's Um, do nfl yeah that's where i was gonna start so nfl yeah raptors are we proud and then the last bit to end it off was you know how we got into sports and how we recommend if you've ever wanted to this is how you do it yeah sure and then we ended off so nfl then do you have anything in specific surprise you I'm going to okay. surprise you. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm ready. I'm excited for this. All right. Go ahead. So, NFL, uh, the w- biggest thing I want to say, first of all, is holy shit, I hope this season doesn't end midway through because I have missed it so much. All I did this past Sunday, today, the day of recording is October or September 18th. By the time it goes up, week two will be over. But so far, it hasn't happened. All I did the first week of the NFL season on Sunday, was sit down at 11 a.m., start watching pregame shows, and then the first game came on. The Bears played at 1 p.m. I'm a huge Bears fan. I'm sure literally everyone listening to this knows that if you know me even remotely. 1 p.m., the game started, and about 11 p.m., 11.30, Sunday night football ended. And in between that time, I did nothing except watch the game, eat, took a shower, took my dog out for a walk, maybe in between, tiny stuff like that. But I just watched football all day, and I have missed it so much. It's weird seeing no fans in the stands, but if that's what it takes to have this game back, I, like, I can't put into words how much I love the NFL. 
I actually don't know how to put into words the fact that I almost broke down in tears when I saw the Bears win or when I heard the Sunday night football theme song and my fucking team wasn't even playing. I don't, I know that if you know me, you've probably already heard me say this, but if I can do anything to anyone listening out there to get you into this game, if you have any questions, pointers that you're looking for, why I like it, if you want the rules explained to you, fucking anything. Because the year I lived with Sid also, I, I really did my best to get him into the NFL. And I would say it worked pretty well. Like we watched a lot of games together. Please reach out to me because this is a life-changing experience. It's a lot of suffering based on the team you pick. But for those small ounces of joy that you get when your team wins or when your fucking player is out there dominating every every aspect of that box score that he could dominate, or maybe you've experienced something I've yet to experience in my natural life, which is your team winning a Super Bowl. 1985 was the best year of my life. I wasn't even alive. These are the moments that you love the NFL for. So if you're looking to get into it, I'm so sorry. I didn't know I would turn this into a monologue. But if you're looking to get into it, please reach out to me. I, I will I will guide anyone through this happily. I don't even care if I hate you as a person. If you want to get into the NFL, I'll still get you into the NFL. I'm sorry. I I browned out. Are are we still on track here? I was going to ask, are we recording? <laughs> <laughs> I, that, was, that, was like a, uh, that was like a war speech before. <laughs> Dude, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I missed it so much. So here's what I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah. And I got something to admit to you. Okay. I still don't love the NFL. I know that. I know that for a fact. I've only watched it, kept up with it, and some players because right. I love you as right. a person in my life. And I, and I enjoy doing things with you. And I greatly appreciate that. Of course. So just for the listeners, my mm -hmm. version of getting into the NFL is kind of getting onto the meme things that are happening in the NFL world <laughs> and then pissing Kanal off the attacks and saying, Hey, um, you know, what do you think about Ryan Fitzpatrick? Right. Right. That's and not to say I, I, I'm not going to get into that, but, <laughs> but I'll say let, this. Let the record show. You're not a complete douche. When it comes to the bears, he doesn't fuck around. Not once has he ever made a joke about the bears losing when they've lost. He's always very supportive about the Bears. And even sometimes when we're talking about the Bears, he said, oh, what are we looking to do next season? And that, that's a true friend right there. If you have a friend that you talk sports with, that's, those are the qualities you look for. Go on. Sorry. Just wanted to get that out there so people don't think you're a complete ass about it. So just a not. customary request as normal on a podcast. Um, will you marry me? You know, I really thought this would be the first episode. <laughs> With Daniel not on the show, I really thought this would be the first episode where we get through, <laughs> and that doesn't happen. But okay. um, Daniel, okay, hold yours for five seconds. Yes, I absolutely oh. will marry you. Holy shit, I'm hard. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you a legitimate NFL question. Yes, hit me. Okay, because I'm kind of new into the scene. And mm -hmm. again, I'm a big fan of narrative. I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay. The storytelling. Yeah. So a couple things. Okay. Two, two things. And you're going to hate it. Oh, okay. I'm because so I like Cam Newton as a quarterback. Same here. I felt incredibly bad for him with his situation on the Panthers. He got treated like absolute shit. Yeah. Like shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy that he has a coach like Bill Belichick to work with. Fuck yeah. On a team that you absolutely hate. Absolutely, yes. So that's why I was a little concerned bringing that up. But I will be following 
the Patriots' success solely because I like Cam Newton. It's tough because I saw a meme that very accurately describes the fact that you want to see Cam succeed, but you want to see the Patriots fail in the most miserable way possible. Am I now somewhat supportive of the Patriots? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I hate them with every bone in my body. And after Boston beat Toronto in the playoffs, even more. That that hate just gets fueled. Boston fans, I'm sorry, if you're a Boston fan listening to this, first of all, you're probably a bandwagon because no one I know that listens to this has any actual connection to Boston. But if you're an actual Boston sports fan, you don't understand how spoiled you are. Like you, bad for you as a Boston fan is your team losing deep into the playoffs. I absolutely despise that that's the lowest of the lows that you guys have to experience. So I still hate the New England Patriots with all my heart. I want to do an experiment here. Okay. So I'm going to count down from three, two, one. Okay. And we're going to say specifically two words about how we feel about Boston. Okay. Two words? I can do one. No, we can do do the two words. And I just want to see if we're in sync. Are we going to say them at the same time? Yes. Okay. Okay. So three, two, one. Fuck Fuck off. That was oh, really we close. So close. That was really close. In we case, so in close. case the recording didn't pick it up well enough, Sid said "fuck Boston," I said "fuck off." So <laughs> pretty close. I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> fuck Boston. With all my heart, fuck Boston. Fuck, like honestly, with a capital F. Yes. But now, Cam Newton. Uh, exactly. Now that's what I was going to say. Cam Newton. I still want to see him succeed, and I hate that my team, my Bears, didn't pick him up but I still want to see him thrive. My question Which, for... Go sorry, ahead, go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, my question for you is, as someone who's not super into the NFL, I'm going to ask you who your Super Bowl pick would probably be, although I think I have an answer. And then, and then tell me why. You want my meme answer, or do you want my actual answer? <laughs> why don't you give me the meme answer first, and then the hit Cleveland me with it? The Browns are your 2021 Super Bowl champions. <laughs> oh, God, we're calling the potty short, boys. <laughs> hit me with the real answer. Um, so I haven't been following it enough. Right, right. And I completely understand that. And the Saints lost Kamara, I believe. No, no, they still have him. They signed him. They locked him down. Those talks ended after about a day. I think it's a toss-up between Drew Brees with a vengeance. Okay. Or Casey running it back. I... Very much appreciate that answer. I was really just expecting blindly Kansas City. That's a good answer. I think um, a lo- something that's v- very annoying right now that's happening in the NFL world is everyone's picking the Buccaneers with Brady in his first year. I was going to talk about them right after Cam, by the way. Yeah. But not yeah. specifically the org, specifically the, the quarterback and their tight end. Well, let's discuss, actually, the message you sent me, which was a great question. When the Saints were beating the shit out of Tampa, which was, should we be surprised that Brady's having a poor game right now? That's what you asked, right? That's exactly what I asked. So my response, and tell me if this makes sense or not, was that this is Brady's first year in a new system. He's been in New England for like 20 years. It's his first year outside of Bill Belichick's system. There has been no preseason and a very, a very strange training camp because of the situation that we're in. 
So already right off the bat, it's not like he has any major chemistry with his teammates right now, with his guys. And and for that for that reason alone, it should be expected there would be miscommunication, errors on the field, whatever. But on top of that, we really need to stop as an NFL fan base acting like Tom Brady was fucking MVP Tom last year. He wasn't. There's a reason they got balanced in the first round to Tennessee. Their offense as a whole wasn't great, but neither was Tom Brady. It's not like Tom Brady can go to any team he wants at the age of 42 or whatever and make three, them a Super 43. Bowl team. 40 fucking three and make them a Super yeah. Bowl team. So, no, it's not shocking that that happened. And Gronk, too, took a whole year off of football, came late in the offseason. So, him as well, there's no reason that he should be normal Gronk and there's no reason Brady should be, you know, MVP Tom on the Buccaneers right now. Does that make Who's sense? The- yeah, it does, 100%. Um, I hate that your answer was really well thought out. I was hoping <laughs> that it was going a particular way that I could argue. Okay. But, like, you brought up some good points. Um, and I had not considered that Tom Brady was not a great, the greatest player on the field. Yeah. No, not anymore. Last would, year. Aaron so Rodgers, I would say, is better right now. You remember how I said I'm very narrative-driven? Absolutely, yeah. I love the fact that this guy's 43 and doing what he's doing. It's it's insane. It is insane. right. Um, I think that first touchdown was very promising for me to see. It was, and, I, and the the reason I'm root rooting for Tom Brady is because the way I get mad at you for appreciating that LeBron James is a goat. A what? Right? That LeBron James is a goat, greatest of all time. You get mad at me for saying that LeBron's the goat. Uh I know you think it's MJ, but I know but it's you, MJ. But you can appreciate absolutely LeBron's right? greatness is like un- LeBron. How, how about I say this? How about I say this? LeBron's mention in the conversation of goat. I think that's a fair thing to say. It's it's yeah. That's exactly how to put it. I would say MJ's the goat to me, but LeBron is the only type of player or the only player I could think of that could even give that narrative a run for its money. But it's still- but that's the thing. The reason I'm bringing that up is because every time I tell you over text, hey, fuck LeBron for what he's doing, you right. still you were still always a fan of LeBron because you're like, you're watching greatness right now, it's dude. Literally, yeah. So in the same sense, I've always looked at Tom Brady like that. So for me, I want him this year to prove that he doesn't need Belichick to be GOAT. And yeah, a lot of Brady fans, like not Patriot fans, but Brady fans want the exact same narrative um, to be, you know, to play out this year. Now, I got to be honest with you. Belichick's, or not Belichick, well, Belichick's weird too, but Tom Brady's kind of strange <laughs> as a person. <laughs> Why is that? I, I, he's just, he gives me weird vibes. That's right. all. I just don't know that I see him as somebody I'd like IRL in real right. life. Right. But on the context of just the turf, just a green, you know, mm-hmm. the hundred yards and the two, the, the two fucking end zones. Yeah, man, that's that's a field. <laughs> I would like, I would like, for him to, I would like his Bucks stint to prove that he is goat. Okay, and that's that's fair. I I will always, at least as a Bears fan, it's very very forbidden that I'm about to say what I'm about to say. I think in terms of resume, obviously Brady's the GOAT. No one has six rings as a quarterback, so it's kind of hard to argue automatically. But I think talent-wise, because you also got to understand, getting rings in the NFL is different than having rings in the NBA, right? No, you're 100% right. And I was going to bring up that point in different context. But in no, terms- I... Com- okay, right. So, but in terms of talent and actual 
quarterback goat, I'd have to say it's Aaron Rodgers. You know what? You know how I feel about that. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm in agreement with you. Yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers is cold fucking blooded. Yeah. I don't like him at all. I I, I fucking despise him. It's hard for me to say what I like. I'm. Listen, I know it is. It's just to give. I want to. I want this message to come from me to our mm-hmm. listeners. Canal loves the Bears. Mm-hmm. The arch nemesis of the Chicago Bears are the Green Bay Packers, and Aaron Rodgers has spent his entire career with the Packers. Yeah. So for him to go out on a limb and say, not even on a limb, for him to just with his chest open, be like, "Hey, Aaron Rodgers is," you know, needs to be in the goat conversation. That's incredibly. Yeah. So it's easy for me because I have no team to associate to. Exactly. There's no, right. there's no Canadian team. Right. Right. Um, maybe I should bandwagon Buffalo. I like their crowd a lot. I like the table smashing. For <laughs> I sure. love Bill's Mafia. I love Bill's Mafia. But but maybe that's also why I can't get into the NFL. You know what I mean? There's just no narrative for me to attach on to. There's no regional narrative. There's no Canada being the only team in this league. You, you get what I'm saying, right? Right, right. Anyways, the point I was going to make is, in football, it's a 50-man team. 53. Plus or minus. Mm-hmm. Whereas in basketball, it's 13. Right. You can very well in basketball be the best player on the court, and everybody agrees with it. In football, it's hard to calculate that as a tangible exactly. thing. Exactly. Right? So they go by position. But that's kind of why I don't like it, though, Kanal. That's that's almost why I don't like the NFL as much as I like the NBA, because it's hard for me to clear-cut root for a person as opposed to the whole team. On top of that, I don't have a team of my own in our region. You get what I'm saying, right? Right, right. And that- I get that. Sorry, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, now I'm saying now I can appreciate why you love the Bears and why you love football. You're a Chicago native. Right. Right. There's a lot of history there. And Chicago, by the way, for folks that are just tuning in, folks that have been listening the whole time, it's one of the oldest franchises in NFL history. In fact, I think it's a founding franchise. In fact, it is one of the earliest rivalries that have existed in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, and, sir. and it's between the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. <clears throat> Fuck Green Bay. Yeah. I, hey, man, I get it. <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers, he's cold blooded. He's he's insane. The things he can do, his throwing motion is impeccable. Um, the things he can do, throwing the football while on the move, Brady can't do because he literally has tortoise speed. Like he can't, he just physically like he cannot do it. Um, and Rodgers is still doing it. Rodgers did decline last year, fair, but I think we blew it out of proportion. Like or not we, but some fans did saying he needs to retire, consider hanging it up. He can still produce, and he showed that week one. He absolutely torched Minnesota. Um, I like Mitch Trubisky a lot. Right. Yeah. But I think he needs mentorship from Aaron Rodgers on how to become cold blooded all all quarter long, all game long. Yeah, exactly correct. And that's why I'm actually kind of happy they have Nick Foles. Big Dick Nick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big Dick Nick's gonna be great for that. You you know, I almost sound like I watch the NFL. I almost sound like you know a lot more than either you would know or that you would think you would know, or that you know, if I told someone like, yeah, he doesn't really watch the NFL, they would be shocked at how much you know. You do know quite a bit, especially the meme stuff like Big Dick Nick or Fitzmagic. You know all of that. But you know Bro. more than, you know, the average casual fan would. And this is what 
I appreciate because I never would have imagined for us to be able to even have a conversation like this about the NFL. But you don't, you know, a fair amount, at least about your current players. Sorry, um, I was trying not to crack up laughing. I'm scrolling through r slash NFL. <laughs> yeah. And there's a video of Baker getting hit after an interception. Oh, I saw that last night. Yeah. He's so helpless with his arms just up. As much as I want to be able to talk more NFL, we're 40 minutes in. So before we go, I want to quickly chat Raptors. What got us into sports? And we'll get the freak out of here. Real quick, I'll kick my thoughts off with Tron. I won't harp too long, and then I'll give you the floor. Can I ask the question that sets the theme? Yeah, go for it. Are we proud of the Raptors? Go ahead. One million percent we're proud of the Raptors. Folks, if you are huge into basketball, if you're not, if you're disappointed the Raptors or in the Raptors, if you're proud, regardless, that does not change the fact that after Kawhi Leonard left this team, too many analysts predicted that the Raptors wouldn't even crack the playoffs or they'd be a bottom of the bottom of the barrel, eight seed, seven seed. They had the second best record in the NBA. That's number one. Um, they got their first ever sweep in franchise history by four, sweeping the Nets. Okay, sure, the Nets were very depleted. No one or not many gave them the shot they deserved against Boston, especially after they went down 2-0. Everyone said it was a wrap for Toronto. Huh, <laughs> wrap. But time and time again, the Raptors continue to just fucking prove people wrong to the point where people are like, how are they doing this? They don't have that star player. And right now, the guy who should be their best player in the playoffs, Pascal Siakam, isn't even showing up. And they're still in these games. They just took Boston to a game seven. They fucking won in double overtime. The things the Raptors did this season without that superstar, they could have been hung over from a championship. Championship hangover is a very real thing in sports. They could have had it. They didn't. They could have been def defeated that they lost the biggest player they've had in the history of their franchise, a very young franchise. They were so resilient all year long. And to even be in Game 7 against Boston was incredible to see. I wish they could have pulled it out. And I, I'm not sure. I don't think Sid fully watched the game. I did. I'm telling you, they could have easily won that game without sloppy turnovers. But at the end of the day, sloppy turnovers, all of that, it all is accumulation of, at the end of the day, you need that superstar, you need that closer. Unfortunately, Pascal Siakam couldn't be that player. As infuriating as it was watching him in the playoffs, first of all, personal attacks against him are just uncalled for. I'm not even going to harp on that. You need to stop if you're one of those people, but I trust anyone listening to this isn't one of those people. I still trust he'll be back stronger than ever next season. And I do hope we can get a star like, you know, maybe Giannis or Bradley Beal or someone over to the Raptors. But overall, we are extremely fucking proud of the season the Raptors had in a year where no one expected them to do what they did. I have two people to mention. Okay. Let's start with the, uh, the elephant in the room, Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Yeah. When did he ever say, I'm going to be number one? Never. Is it not just the expectations we put on him? It absolutely is. Absolutely. He, he deserves every penny of his max money. Mm -hmm. Because last year, remember, guys, when we pay money as an organization to a player, a lot of times it's because they haven't yet taken us to the promised land, but we think they can. Right, right. Pascal Siakam helped take us to the promised land. And he was a huge factor in those playoffs. That's Let's right. Not act like he wasn't. You give him what he's owed. The guy is 26. He will learn. He will be better. But not for a second that I tell myself that he's going to be number one. Stop right. getting mad at him. 
Number two, Kyle Lowry, greatest Raptor of all fucking time. Hall of <laughs> Fame. Hall oh, of Fame bound. God. Yeah, can't say enough. You like you that was incredible. Everything he did out there was incredible. I can never get mad at that boy. That never. boy, that never. boy's the heart and soul of the Toronto Raptors. Absolutely. And I mean, regardless of I, it does sound like he will be back next season. And I never really doubted he would. Go wherever you want. Exactly. Even if he doesn't. I you want. I will literally, even if he went to Boston, I'm telling you it's that deep. Even if he went to Boston, I would still love him and be happy for him if he won a title in Boston. Crazy hypothetical. I doubt it would ever happen, but that's how deep the love goes for Kyle Lowry. Um, 45 minutes in, we're doing pretty well on time. So let's end it with this. I'll let you start first. Uh, your own question. Very good question. What got you into sports? Is, my, is your question, obviously. And then my question to you, to you, just to add on to that, is let's say someone's listening to this and not into sports. What sport would you recommend them getting into first or how would you recommend them getting into sports, attaching themselves to a player, team, whatever, where they're from? What would your recommendation be if I'm listening to this and I have absolutely no ties to sports as a fan? All right, I'll kick off. Um... First and foremost, I got into sports in 2014. Uh, I was watching the Raptors struggle against the Washington Wizards oh. in the playoffs. And uh, I'd hopped on the bandwagon really late. I wasn't part of their season where they were not expected to do well, but then they made the playoffs and people were expecting them to do well. To do well. Right. And they didn't, which is just the start of the choking label that uh-huh. they had earned, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to get, gonna get into that like history of it. Um, that was that was me kissing a girl for the first time. But then I still needed a couple months to process what happened there. Like right. I didn't I didn't know what I just experienced. Then I met my first girlfriend ever. Kobe Bryant's final game against the Utah Jazz in 2016. Yeah. And I fucking fell in love with storytelling, with the narratives in the National Basketball Association. And, and, and it's just incredible. And then I started hopping on forums, looking at teams. I wanted us to do really well. There was this just high I was chasing of the promise line that the, that the Raptors could do it with our core. And then the heartbreak of shipping off DeMar and getting Kawhi. And I remember tweeting. I was like, I don't want Kawhi. He doesn't love us. Right, right. We had that conversation too. You texted me. I remember. And I just fell in love with the storytelling, the narratives. But it, it got even deeper than that. It was an appreciation of what these athletes put their bodies through, the dedication, the mental toughness it takes to, you know what I mean? Like, in real life, I work in a management position. I work in leadership positions outside of work uh, in, in a lot of the initiatives I do. Right. And I use sports as a metaphor all the time. I could, I could be a millionaire if I had a penny every time I fucking said, well, what are we chasing here? Are we, are we going for the Larry OB or are we inflating our own personal stats? Are we a team? You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Absolutely. Yep. It's, I love Larry OB, by the way. Larry O'Brien Trophy in the NBA. Um, sports have been absolutely magical for me. Right. You know, and I think it, it gives me so much joy to extend that to folks that have not experience sports like i have i love getting people into sports i'm sure the same way you feel when when i sit down and watch a game of nfl with you right oh yeah absolutely that that's pure joy (laughs) right and it's just 
and the pain, the real pain you feel when your team just doesn't get it done. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, my advice to anybody that's been trying to get into sports, don't worry about not understanding the technicalities of the game. You will pick that up. Exactly. Good, good point. Yep. You will pick that up. Appreciate the fans. Appreciate your organization. Learn about your process. Right. And a lot of times when you do this, there are parallels you can draw with things happening in real life. Mm-hmm. And it's magical when they just align, you know, and it's just it's um, it's weird to say. But sometimes with sports, you can really feel like things are a little bit bigger than you are, but you feel represented, you know, that's yeah, I can't disagree. Um, But if you're getting into sports, do not worry about the technicality of the game yeah you know and and at a very basic level if you think the bachelorette has drama multiply that by a thousand and that's what the nba is <laughs> maybe more maybe multiply maybe by more, more. <laughs> maybe more okay um for me i got into the nfl first when i was in grade six uh because my brother and uh, my dad were huge Bears fans. And whenever, funny enough, they would watch football, I would be uh, considering that to be my time to go upstairs and play Xbox all by myself. My dad's not going to bug me. My brother's not going to bug me. My mom's going to watch TV. So that's what the NFL season was for me. They watched football. I go upstairs and play Xbox. One day for week one of the NFL season, I think in 2011, 2010, I can't remember. I want to say, no, 2011, yeah, 2011, because it was a 2011-2012 season. We went to the NFC Championship game. My dad told me before the uh, very first game of the season against the Detroit Lions, why don't you just sit down for like 10 minutes and watch? And he said what you said. Don't think about like the rules and all that. I'll explain all that when you have questions, but just watch it and see if you'd like it at least. I sat down, and as a kid especially, my mindset was always so against whatever someone would tell me to do. So I was like, I'm literally going to sit down for the 10 minutes he asked me to and then go play Xbox. For those 10 minutes, I was just floored at how much fun I was having watching a game that I did not understand. So from there, I was like, okay, this is... I, I have questions that I would like answered. Why is that happening? Why is that a flag? Why is, uh, why is this player doing that? Why are they taking so long in between plays? And I let the game come to me and I let the rules come to me the same way you said. And that's why I said it was a great point because a lot of people are getting into sports when I'm talking to them. I'm asking them, why aren't you into the NFL? Why aren't you into the NBA? It's more so for the NFL because there's a lot more going on. They're like, oh, well, there's just so many rules. And like, I don't feel like I understand it. All of that will come as you start watching. So that is fantastic advice. And I would absolutely recommend it. So that's when I became an NFL fan and a Bears fan. And I fell in love with the game. I started learning about it. I started Googling um, all about, you know, the history of different teams and stuff as a fucking seventh grader, as a sixth grader. I wouldn't even care about homework. I would just, I would just look at that shit. I watch NFL Total Access all fucking day. Um, you know, if you named a player, I could name their number and like their three recent teams. Like I was that deep into it. And then the NBA, um, first game I had ever watched. So... NBA 2K16 became free on the PSN store, and I decided to get it. Literally, that's where it all started, right? I decided to get it. Ronnie 2K, if you listen to this, man. I know. Ronnie, I hate you, but I really can't believe this is where it all started. I NBA 2K16 was free. I picked it up, and I started playing with some of my friends from school. I started playing with Sid. I was like, wow, this is um kind of fucking fun. And then there were a bunch of promos and tweets and all that uh, about 2K and all that about Kobe's final game. I was like, all right. 
why don't I check it out? I mean, there's such a big deal around it. So the first ever NBA game that I watched from start to finish, but even like for more than like 20 minutes, I would say, was Kobe's final game. And my God, the atmosphere of that game was insane. I was like, I love the NFL and I kind of feel like I'm cheating right now, but this is incredible. And I don't want to, you know, try to act like I'm picking sides or anything right now. So I am just going to enjoy this game for what it is. Then the Raptors had their playoff series against Indiana. I didn't watch too much of it because I was like, hey, whatever. Like, the game sevens. Right, exactly. Miami. Exactly. I was like, whatever. I mean, I don't care about the Raptors too much. If anything, like, I had this thing where it was kind of fun to see Raptors fans in pain at school. So I was like, hey, whatever. I don't care about the Raptors. Just tell me if they lose. And then, same thing. The Raptors are going into a game seven with Indiana, and I saw all this shit again about Raptors have no luck in game sevens. They're going to lose. I was like, all right, this sounds pretty hype. Let me check it out. I was floored. I was absolutely floored with the energy that the Raptors played with and how deep into it in the third quarter I was chanting, let's go Raptors with how, with how tight that game that was. And literally with knowing the narrative was the Raptors can't make it in a game seven. I was immediately bought in. They won game seven and moved on to the next years against India or against Miami. And I was like, Jesus, like, I love this. Like I need to watch more. And this is where I started to become a D Wade fan as well. Watching what he did against Toronto. I started to respect him. I started to become a closet Miami fan as well, because I just loved the heat culture for some reason, oh, right Jimmy off the bat. Butler, shout out to heat nation. Oh God. So, so much. <laughs> um, and then from there, it just took off with the NBA as well. And that's how I became a fan of both teams. And now, the roles have almost kind of shifted. My dad and I watch NFL Sundays together, and my brother goes up and does his own thing, but by far I'm the biggest NFL fanboy in this house. Uh, between Sid and I, he's definitely a bigger Raptors fan and more bought in, but like we go hard at this point together on the NBA. Like Our 2K sessions of him talking to me about the history of the NBA and everything he knows about the history of the Raptors has also helped get me into it. And that's the other thing. If you have that friend that's crazy into a sport or crazy into a team, t- I, I'm telling you, talk to them through that entire process and their excitement will bring you all the energy you need to start getting into it. So that would be my advice. Don't get overwhelmed by the rules. Just fall in love with the sport itself, fall in love with the team, the player, whatever it is. Do you have a friend who's also into it? A good friend that, you know, you don't force a conversation with a friend you haven't had in like two fucking years just to talk about, you know, talk about, oh, hey, why should I get in? I mean, I guess you could, but I'm all I'm saying is don't force it. If you have a good friend of yours, like the way Sid and I are, who is crazy into a sport, have them hold your hand and guide you through this process. It makes it a million times easier. And if two kinds of being free, I mean, the game sucks now compared to what it was <laughs> and, <laughs> compared to what it was in two K 16, but pick it up. It'll help. Um, that, so, uh, that, um, sorry. Wait, you have a question? Yeah. Uh, leave a 10 second pause. Sure. And you decide if you want to keep this portion in or not. Okay. But I wanted to touch on a good point. Okay. Um, I'm going to say something and then I'd like you to answer a question. Okay, sure. And then you can keep this portion of the podcast if you like. If not, you know, whatever. We'll keep it. Yeah, I don't mind. Let's go. You touch a great point. You talked about pops. You talked about me. And um, sport brings people together. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and you bonded with pops. You really did. And, and anytime I, I haven't had a great relationship with my dad growing up. You know what I mean? Right. And I, whenever I come to your house for Super Bowl Sundays, part of my joy comes from watching you and your dad bond over sports, you know, bonding over football. 
right, right. betting and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh and this is a two-parter answer that I have. Okay. Sports is so magical and I've seen it work for making good things happen because it brings people together. Mm-hmm. And I think I want to dedicate a portion of my life to making sport more accessible to folks that cannot yet associate themselves with players on screen. Right. I'm talking about the WNBA. I'm talking about, you know, creating a, a gender inclusive league, if need be, where LGBTQ folks can see their favorite fucking players on the screen and bond with people around them talking about it the way you and I are bonding right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's so incredibly important. And that's what I want to do. And that's how much sport has inspired me to make a change. But I also wanted to flip that question to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever made it clear on your podcast, but I want you to remind everybody why you started a podcast in the first place. And I want you to talk about your future in sports analysis and how you feel about it, where you are right now, or where you want to go with it. Wow, I was not expecting this. <laughs> um, yeah, I have briefly kind of touched on, mainly we touched on why Daniel and I wanted to do one together. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the big reasons, um, actually the first person I ever talked to about, you know, the idea of having a podcast was, was with Sid a couple years back when we lived together. And, um, a big reason was because, you know, as I alluded to before, when I would watch NFL shows all day long and all that, or watch literally NFL games all day long, I'd be like, what a fucking fantastic job this is, um, to be able to sit down and just talk sports all day long. Like I get these guys are waking up at 5 a.m. doing their research and coming into work with papers and papers of work. But like that's fun work. <laughs> I I do that for fun sometimes. Not the waking up at 5 a.m. part because that's unnecessary. But you know what I mean. And so I used to just fall in love with the concept of just, wow, like doing that as a profession would be insane. And so sometimes even during commercial break, um, when I was watching NFL total access or something like that, I would take like the last question that I heard them talk about and act like they asked me and then start answering it myself in my living room, because it was just so fun to me developing my own answers and having my own, like, you know, I guess self conversations, but still acting like I, you know, I was a part of it because it was so fun for me and talking sports was so fun for me. Um, and so the idea of a podcast was great because it would enable me to kind of have that, not necessarily make it a sports podcast, but just, I enjoy talking. And if you know me, you know, I enjoy talking and getting my opinions across, across and all that. And that's something that I think is so great about, you know, all these sports analysts and whatnot is they're presenting their opinions and their thoughts on the game. And so having a podcast allows me to do that, allows me to have this platform to practice essentially, you know, not just public speaking, but just talking in front of a microphone, talking to an audience and not necessarily acting like I'm doing, you know, what I dreamed of doing, but actually making it a reality and living it out and gaining this experience. It's fun, but it's also not a requirement, I would say, but something that I felt like I just had to do. Um, and that was definitely a driving force in me starting this. So yeah, I mean, the whole sports broadcasting and sports analysts, whatnot, that definitely was a driving force in the idea of having a podcast all together. And that's another reason why I was fucking thrilled when we decided to do a sports podcast. Uh, you know, I support this- you always, right? Absolutely. And I'd like, I'd like for you to keep continuing to pursue that. I think you've got, you've definitely got the talent for 
you've definitely got the voice. You've definitely got the personality for for sports broadcasting, broadcasting in general. Um, maybe you should go to school for it. You know, and and not for not to learn anything per se, just to make the right connections. You know what right. I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I've uh, I've actually that that thought has definitely floated through my mind. <laughs> it has. There's a good um, bunch of college courses you can get started with, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I thought I'd because I'm passionate about your passion for sports broadcasting. I'd love to see you on TV one day and say, hey, kids, that's that's Uncle Rogosha. <laughs> that, you know, that's Uncle Canal. Right. I appreciate um, that, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I'd uh, prod you a little bit to let your audience know what your, you know, big yeah, goal is here. Definitely. But other than that, holy fucking shit, was that a fun podcast? I enjoyed it. Um, Daniel sent us a voice. Did you hear the message I sent you? I did not. Okay. Um, I don't know if Daniel would appreciate me. You know what? Let me play it into the microphone and then I'll let Daniel know that I played it on the podcast and we'll get his approval um, <laughs> if I can keep it in. And if not, I'm just going to keep your raw reaction in. Are you ready? Go for it. This is the audio message Daniel sent me earlier today when I told him that, you know, Sid and I are going to be recording. Okay, fine. But I want you to send this to Sid, like when you're about to start the episode. Sid, don't you dare try to take my spot on this fucking show, all right? I will come and I will fucking kill you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> did you get all of that all i heard was that he was gonna come so i laughed a little damn it all he said was sid don't you dare try to take my spot on this part sorry sorry i heard the whole thing oh okay what 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 i retained was that he was gonna come oh oh come on <laughs> so uh i bring that up because um <clears throat> daniel has some competition folks there it is we're just going to leave you on that cliffhanger. Will Daniel ever be back on the show? Find out next week on the I May Regret This podcast. <clears throat> Boogie. That was fucked up. <laughs> uh, Sid, first of all, thank you so much for filling in for Daniel this week. I genuinely appreciate it. But that was fun, man. I knew it would be fun. But nonetheless, I have to just verbalize it because I very much enjoyed doing that. So thank you once again for coming on the show. You got it, brother. Thank you for having me, and uh, I hope there's a fourth. Absolutely. There's a fourth. Oh, there's a fourth. <laughs> if Daniel's going to be here or not is the question. <laughs> you, should, you should kiss me to prove that to me. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions that you'd like to send into the show, if you'd like to be on the show, not as a replacement host, only Sid gets that honor, but as a guest... Uh, do send all of that in to either imrt.podcast on Instagram or dan.and.canal at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. Things should be back to normal with Daniel next week uh, for the I May Regret This podcast. So until next time, thank you for listening, and we will see you later. I don't want to see you pull up. It's a hectic scene. I don't want to see you me and Gobi on the beat. What you mean? We go away. We be zooming through the cities on the west side, on the west side, yeah. Rest in peace to this beat, not trying to flex. Arcadia, to the rest, my brain is on